Hi, I'm Kerry Grinkmeyer. I'm the host of Best of Us Investors, and uh, I try to share my knowledge that I've acquired as a retired financial advisor and uh, my continuing study of the stock markets and involvement in the stock markets. I built one of the largest financial planning practices in the United States under the umbrella of Ameriprise and sold it in 2005 and um, basically didn't do anything for, I guess, almost 15, 10 years and then got involved in YouTube and sharing my knowledge on um, on the stock market. One of my largest holdings is, is Google. It represents 7% of my portfolio, and it's a stock I have no intention of probably ever selling, and it's becoming more and more apparent to me as to why I will never sell it. And one of the experiences I had uh, that cemented that just happened last night as we were watching the uh, Kennedy Center um, uh, awards. I constantly went to my, my phone and spoke to it and asked, how old is Joan Baez? How old is Garth Brooks? How old is Dick Van Dyke? Do you realize Dick Van Dyke is 95 years old? Wow, what a guy. So I, I got to thinking that really what is uniquely happening in our world is this thing has become an extension of my mind. And that is to say, um, I know things, but I can't remember them. So I ask my phone, and my phone gives me my answer. I've realized that in the human experience, that we have a tremendous capability to take in data. And think of, think again of, your mind is the same as a, a data gatherer or a data, a data vacuum. And that's what uh, Amazon and Google and Microsoft basically do, is they, they gather data. Well, the difficulty in the human mind is then putting that data out. It goes in rapidly. It has difficulty putting it out. We have to think of the words we're going to speak. it The mind works its best in our middle years. It doesn't work real good as a child, as an infant, and then it doesn't work real good as you age. You just can't remember, and then disease comes in. So I got to thinking about that and how that relates to Google stock and how it gives me a view of what's going to happen in the future relative to Google stock and why I might want to add to my holdings. So I did some research on Google's current and, and recent activities and then tried to project into the future what I think might happen with Google stock and how Google is just really a big part of my ability to extend my brain's capacity. So let's talk about that, and let's see if you want to add to your positions of Google. I certainly hope you own some of it, because it is one of the major players in the future of our life. Okay, I'll be right back with you. 
Best of Us Investors presents Carrie Griegmeier. One of the things I noticed, I own some speculative stocks uh, in the biotech, in 3D printing, in robotics, um, areas where I think the future is going to grow. And But probably 75% of my portfolio is wrapped up in what I call the big six, and Google is one of those, the people who control data. And uh, I noticed that my speculative stocks have taken a beating um, as we made this rotation away from tech, which I think the future lies with, to more of value as the economy or as the markets uh, started to fear inflation and potential rising interest rates. I think that's a bunch of nonsense because you just can't stop the technology. Um, you, it, it may... It, it may pull it back a little bit when fears enter the market and say, oh, I don't really know where this is going. Um, so I'm going back to the, 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 the banks and the energy and, and things like that. Because technology, I'm not sure about it. Well, you're not sure. Of, if you're not sure about it, it's because you don't read. It's you don't study what what the people who, who really look in depth say is going to happen in the future. And I think Google, I noticed that Google is one who didn't really fall back. In fact, just this last Friday, it reached a close to its all-time high. And that's in part because Google is came out with earnings in the first quarter, and they're just blowing the doors off. Uh, revenues quarter to quarter were up 34%, um, and, and uh, th that is actually a year over year, and their, their, um, their revenues were at $55 billion, um, and their operating income for quarter to quarter doubled to $16 billion. And I know those are big numbers and they're hard to, to really translate. But I want to show you this graph here of the 12-month uh, um, revenues growth. And you can see, you could almost start with a, a line at the first year, and it's almost a straight line of, of growth. And this is just continuous. What's also interesting about that is while the revenue's growing, the uh, the cost of of selling and general administrative expenses is going down. Look at this graph here. So think of this as you own a business and your sales keep going up, but your cost of sales go down. Well, what does that mean? That means your margins go up. So Whereas maybe you were making uh, 34 cents on the dollar of a sale um, last year, this year you're making 42 cents. So what that does is create more free cash flow. And free cash flow then opens opportunities to you. What kind of opportunities? Well, if you have free cash flow, it doesn't cost you it, it uh, it's costing you less to make the same dollar you did. You then have choices as to what to do with that cash flow. Should you expand? Uh, should should you in improve your uh, your operating system, or should you go out and buy up 
some new startup company that enhances your ability to grow even more. And again, I want you to think about what Google really is and go back to what I just said earlier, um, that it's an extension of your brain. Now, what does that mean? As I said, when I don't know the answer to a question, if Nita asks me a question, I just pick up my phone and I ask Google. And Google gives me that answer. So that's an extension of my brain. Now, what happens when this takes the next step? And what is the next step? Is The next step is this moves from here to here. This moves from here to here. I watched an interview with Elon Musk, and Elon was talking about, I'm not, he called it, I think, a neuro, neuro implant. And what he was talking was about was taking something about the size of a silver dollar and drilling a hole in my head, and it would have electrodes, and then those electrodes would go to my brain. And he's saying initially, and he's saying this could happen um, really before the end of the year, that they could be testing it on humans who have brain injury, okay? They've had a stroke, they have brain injury, they know the source of that injury, and they know how to correct that injury by taking an electrode through this little silver dollar hole in my head and putting that wire into that part of my brain that is damaged and then using this implant to stimulate that part of my brain so it removes the problem. And again, think of it, I had a stroke, I can't use the right side of my, my, my arm or leg or maybe part of my face is skewed. And this electrode stimulates that part of the brain so that all goes away. Okay, that's what Elon is saying is going to happen. Then what he is saying is going to happen is we're then going to take what's in the phone uh, I, I, I did a video on hyperinflation and you saw me ask Google, what is hyperinflation? And then I held it out and it spoke it. Well, what Elon is saying is that within five years, I'll be able to think that. And I'll be able to think what is hyperinflation and it will transfer it to my mouth and I will speak what Alexa or whoever it is, Google, said on my phone. That's where this is going. That's where this is going. So, okay, what does that have to do then with Google? Well, who do you think is going to provide all this information as to what is hyperinflation? Who do you think now is has a direct track to my mind so that when I think, wow, I need a new pair of Nike black shoes that has the air pockets in it. Who do you think had just read that in my mind? I didn't say it. I didn't type it. I, I, I didn't broadcast it. I just thought it. Who do you think has the, the access to my thoughts now? Who do you think is going to take that data and feed it back to me? And when I open my phone, there will be a picture of the Nike shoes that I want. 
Actually, I just ordered them. They'll be here probably before the end of the week. That's where this is going. And then I, I look at Google, and as I say, should I buy more of it or shouldn't I? And I see its growth margins. So in essence, it's telling me it's growing at a rate of 34% per year, and it doesn't have this yet, but it's in the future. So if its margins are growing at 34%, and then I want to show you this graph here, where it's showing you the capital expenditure. That is, um, how much are they spending to improve their business relative to the growth in their capital. And you can see that their their expenditures are pretty much level since uh, 2018, while their revenues are going up. So this is what's called growing free cash flow. Um, and it's growing most recently at the rate of about $50 billion in free cash flow. So what do they do with that free cash flow? Okay. I own a business. I do own a business. It generates more than I need to run my house and do. What do I do with that free cash flow? I buy more stock. Uh, I build other houses. Or uh, what Google might do is buy back shares. If they buy back shares, then there are fewer shares out there. So the value of my share goes up. So I look at that and say, okay, um, <laughs> they've got a company where they're making more money and it's costing them less to make more money and they're either going to buy back the shares or they're going to jump all over this thing they're going to put in my head and this this stock is just going to go crazy. Because, th again, think about it. If somebody brings that to you, the ability to make you smarter, you become more productive, um, you earn more money, you become more valuable to society, and your position in life improves as well. So why wouldn't I want to make this more than 7% of my holdings? I, I, I'm, I'm troubled to find a reason why. I just think... And, and then I look at it and I say, okay, uh, is, there, is there someone else who potentially could do this? I, I, I don't see it being Microsoft's um, Explore or Bing or Firefox or, or anybody like that. I don't ask them. Now, now, maybe you have an iPhone and you ask, is it, um, or, or uh, you ask Alexa. So that, that tells me, okay, I want to own more Apple and um, Siri, that's Apple's. Um, I want to own more Apple and Amazon as well, because that's where that's, this is going. Elon's going to put that chip in my head and he'll make money off of that, but he's got to have somebody who provides the data that I want to communicate, okay? This is an extension of my brain 
and it's going to move up to here, and you're going to have to have somebody facilitate it. And I think that's Google and Apple and Amazon. You'll pick which one you want. Okay. Um, then I think we, we, we talk about good debt, a company's debt. I want you to see this graph. This is a graph, and as, as the chart goes down further, that means this is all the, the less debt that Google has. It's a company that, if it wanted to, it could eliminate all its debt and operate cash debt-free. So, again, a reason why. So, how do you value how do you value this? Well, most stocks are, are valued at price to earnings, and Google's price to earnings floats between 20, 29x and 35x. Got as high as 35x, I believe it was in uh, 2019. Well, its earnings are growing at 20% per year. So that would tell me if I'm if I'm pricing it. If I'm projecting the value of it in the future relative to 20 to um, price to earnings, the price should grow at 20% a year. Are you okay with that? I am. Um, then we have free cash flow. The, the, historically, it's sold at 27x free cash flow. Um, that's currently at $50 billion a year and growing. Uh, that's free cash flow. And it's growing as a result of their cost of business going down as well. Their margins improving. So I'm okay that the price of the stock relative to free cash flow is going to either stay at 27 and it's growing. So it will grow proportionately. The price will grow proportionately. And then price to revenue is normally 5x. And as I said, their, 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 their margins, their uh, revenue is growing at a 34% rate up to $55 billion in the first quarter. So again, if it's growing at 34%, then if you're pricing it relative to revenue, the price should grow at 34%. So I look at this and I say, 20% per year, 34% per year. If, in fact, the price of Google is held true to the factors it's used, the 29x, the 27x, the 6x of the past. So, why wouldn't I want to own one of the most profitable companies in the world that is attached to the technology that's going to take this out of my hand and put it in my head. Why wouldn't I want to own that? I don't know. I don't know. Why wouldn't I want it to be a major part of my portfolio? I do. I will. And that's what, that's how I look at investing. I have a privilege, a privilege of an, as an American citizen to claim ownership 
in some of the best companies in the world. Hell, I just heard this morning that Jeff Bezos and his brother on July 20th are going to hop into their Blue Horizons rocket and, and, and go up and spend like two minutes, seven minutes in space. I can own part of that. I wish I could buy, sell him the insurance policy. Um, we, we're in a unique position um, where I don't have to be the smartest guy in the room to own some of the smartest companies in the world. Now, Elon's little implant isn't for sale yet. He's keeping that off the table. You don't get part of that when you buy Tesla. But certainly when it does go public, I want to be a part of that. Um, I just think it's fascinating that where these people are taking us is that when it was explained to me that it's all about the amount of data I can take in relative to the amount of data I can put out, and then I can gain the benefit of artificial intelligence and machine learning to magnify the capabilities of my brain. And it's only three years, five years away. God, I hope I live long enough to see this. I, I just can't imagine the changes in productivity when you can put artificial intelligence, not in a computer, but in my brain and machine learning in my brain. The, the, my ability, I, I think I'm, someone asked me, what is, what is your strength? And, and it's, it, I, it's logic. I understand how to connect the dots. Um, if somebody could increase my brain's capabilities 2x, 5x, 10x, it scares me what I might be able to do. Um, this, this is earth-shaking. Uh, okay, that's how I think. <laughs> I was encouraged when I learned that the people at Google think the same way I think. The people, Elon Musk, thinks the same way I think. That we are at the, at, at, at the starting point of the most magnificent changes in the world, and we're going to get to experience it. Okay, that's my take on, on why you should own more Google, uh, why you should be a part of best of us investors. I don't think like most people. Um, I'm going to make a commitment and I'm going to reiterate that commitment that I'm going to do everything I can to get the opportunity to sit down with people like this, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos. I'll start with the smaller ones because I think I have clout enough to get that done. But to get with Elon, I got to have at least a million subscribers. 
and only you can make that happen, and you know how to do it. Okay, I'll talk to you again tomorrow.